Welcome to Dragon Talk. I'm singing uh, this intro. You are inspired by our guests. Exactly right. I am Greg Tito. This is Shelly Mazzanoble. Yep. We is. have uh, Christina Ariel coming on to the show. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Uh, she is a uh, cosplayer. You might have seen her cosplay as uh, Wonder Woman. She's amazing. She's an amazing cosplayer. I love all of her costumes. Uh, they make me happy on a visceral level. And she has the best hair. And she Bye-bye. has very good hair. Very, very good hair. Uh, she is on Sirens of the Realms, yes. uh, Dungeon Mastered by the amazing Satine Phoenix. Yes. Uh, and I think she's pretty new to playing Dungeons and Dragons, so I can't wait to She's uh, pretty find amazing because she thinks playing Dungeons and Dragons is playing Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream. Right. Like and that's a, that's like the new learned. the new Dungeons and Dragons yep. is all about that stuff, right? Yep. So it's crazy. Um, we are excited to meet her uh, at the stream of Many Eyes, uh, which is happening on June first, second, and third. Is it a crazy event in Los Angeles in Hollywood? We will be unveiling the new Dungeons and Dragons storyline and uh, a little bit of surprises for all of the heightened things that are happening uh, there. There's going to be an extravaganza of costumes, uh, uh, lots of actors, comedians, streamers, uh, musical performances. Come on. Uh, a sword play. There's going to be Stop all kinds it. of fighting. There's going to be uh, food trucks, um, amazing food trucks. things happening. Uh, That's you ex- can, yes, I know, right? D&D themed food trucks? Real food trucks made from real food uh, on a truck. Wow. It's going to be great. Um, perhaps D&D themed. I'm not really sure what that would be. Uh, you know, maybe Rust Monster tacos. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Behemoth uh, steaks. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's throwing things I out there. my forte. Most of them are. Yeah, no, you have to come uh, up with the, what are some vegetarian veg- monsters? Yeah, we have to have veggie monsters. Veggie pygmy. Uh, succotash. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good. That These are all the things that are definitely now happening because I impro- improvised them on this podcast. Wonderful. Uh, but if you want to have some veggie pygmy succotash, you can come to the Stream of Many Eyes yourself on June 3rd. It's going to be really kind of cool. We're selling tickets. You can come watch some of your uh, favorite live streamers perform Dungeons & Dragons live in the studio audience. Come uh, interact with the costumers. Take a tour tour. of the sets. And the set is amazing. Interact with all the amazing uh, D&D partners who are going to be there. Neverwinter is going to be there. Uh, You have this is. Yeah. I haven't heard this. No, this is great. Everyone is going to be there. Uh, Codename Entertainment from Idle Champions is going to be there. Art and Arcana, the people who are uh, making the book. Um, <gasps> Art and Arcana, 10 Speed Press, they are going to be there. They're there too? Exactly. Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse, which uh, Matthew Lillard uh, alluded to last week. They are going to be there. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Roll20 is going to be there. They have a, an amazing map store ready for you to explore. That rhymes a little bit, and I didn't even know it. That's Amazing. It's going to be cool. I didn't know all yeah. of that. You might even be able to get a drink at the Yawning Portal. Just saying. Yeah. Like a real drink? Yeah, from Dernan himself. What? Yeah. The real life Dernan. We imported him in from the Forgotten Realms. It's happening. This thing is getting cooler and cooler. It is. Please buy your tickets. People. Yeah. Go to dnd.wizards.com slash S-O-M-E. On a Sunday in L.A. That's going to be that fun. I mean, you know. There's not like there's famous people there or anything or like. There's nothing to do in L.A. on a Sunday. This is, this is true. <laughs> there's absolutely in the so, entire metropolitan area. If I'm you're pretty there, sure. 
Like, what are you going to do? There's like, no other activities. There's nothing. Everything's <laughs> do- closed in L.A. on Sundays. What are you going to do, brunch? You going to go have brunch with celebrities? Stupid. Go be in the sunshine or something? Why don't you put on your D&D costume, come and be a part of the uh, community, and uh, get some awesome Dungeons & Dragons merch while you're at it. I will. And I'm sorry. I interrupted you when you were going to say the URL, which is kind of important. Thank you, Shelly. Sorry. I got so excited. You ready for it? Yeah. It's dnd.wizards.com slash S-O-M-E. What does the S-O-M-E stand for? Stream of many eyes. Woo! Woo! I feel like I was on Wheel of Fortune just now. Yeah. I'd like to solve the puzzle. (laughs) Stream of many eyes. Eyes. Oh my God, we should totally do an integration with Wheel of Fortune next time. That'd be really fun. We can get Vanna. We can get Pat She Sajak. totally plays D&D. It, she plays a lot of D&D. I know she does. Uh, I uh, think we need to also talk about Morton Cannon's Tome of Foes. Yep. It is out now in game stores. You can get two different covers. One is the standard cover uh, created by Jason Rainville. The other one is an alternate cover created by Vance Kelly. Uh, we've had some reports, though. I just want to make sure everyone knows who's listening to the podcast that the uh, covers from the alternate cover by Vance Kelly are damaged uh, from some folks who might have them in game stores. You should go check with your individual game store, though. It might be okay. It might be perfectly uh, uh, awesome, and uh, you should uh, check with them. But if you do get a copy that is no bueno, uh, customer service here at Wizards of the Coast will replace it. If, if for any reason, if you are unhappy with how the cover looks, basically some scratches and dents, uh, uh, and maybe some bowing Scratch with the covers. Dents. Yeah, the the covering uh, didn't uh, uh, come out as as planned. Uh, so, uh, so it's like an alternate, alternate cover. It's an alternate, alternate cover that will be worth even more money potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you can do is contact customer service, send in your copy, and as soon as we have uh, new, better, and uh, undamaged uh, copies, we will send them out to you. So. Uh, apologies for anyone who may be unhappy with their cover, but it shouldn't diminish the amazing fun no. that people are already having posting uh, on the social media about what is in Mordecai's Tome Same of Foes. Same great content. Tons of lore uh, from uh, all the way from the Demons and Devils of the Blood War uh, to the Gith, uh, Yankee and Gith Sarai, Dark Elves and Elves, Duergar and Dwarves. So much amazing content is in there, including more than 150 new monsters, new to D- uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, there's a lot there uh, to uh, absorb. So uh, go to your local game store uh, if you still can uh, and try to pick up whatever copy you want. And then uh, it'll be available everywhere on May 29th. That's just two days before the Stream of Many Eyes, folks. Tuesday, May 29th, uh, three, three days, if I'm, if I'm correct. 30 days as of Yeah, right, exactly. I had, a, I had to do that in my head. Yep. Uh, so uh, we're, we're super excited about uh, what's coming out of that content, and I hope you are too. Uh, if you want to find out uh, people who are playing some of that fun Morning Canyons Tomophos content, go download some of the fun podcasts on our Dungeon Delve feed. Yes. Uh, go search Dungeon Delve on iTunes or, or, or Google Play or wherever you get podcasts. There are more than two dozen active play audio live play podcasts with content from Morton Cannon's Tome of Foes in it. Uh, they did a fantastic job. Uh, shout out to Victoria Rogers from the Broadswords who helped assemble this amazing crew. Uh, they did good work, and uh, hopefully, you find one or two new podcasts to put in your rotation and listen to yep. on uh, on the reg, as they say. 
so good stuff there. Great content. Uh, as Shelly said last uh, time, there's no shortage of no. D&D content out there. No. Don't uh, let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Don't let them. Don't let them. Because you have evidence wrong. of so much out there to show them. Prove them wrong. Prove them, prove them wrong. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, podcast feeds, the Dice Camera Action podcast feed should be up and running so you could check that out as well. Uh, you can get all of your Dice Camera Action episodes in audio form there. I believe we have the first season. Uh, so I think the first 32 episodes are up. Uh, we also have season three and are starting to put up season four. Uh, we're working on getting season two all up there as well. But if you want to jump into Dice Camera Action and want to check out the audio uh, of those uh, video things that are streamed on Twitch at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays, you can download them now uh, soon after they are broadcast That's uh, really in cool. audio form. Yeah, we removed those ones from Dungeon Delve. So if you're looking for all those episodes, you can look for them on cool. the uh, Dice Camera Action. I might. I might do that. Yeah. Start I've listening. taken to listening to podcasts yeah. on my way home. Because all of the Dice Camera Action crew will be going to the Stream of Many Eyes. They will be performing twice in costume, all four cast members. All together. All together. It's going to be great. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see that and uh, see where their uh, guest takes them. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about who is going to be guesting them on Sunday. Uh, but they are one of the ones that you can buy tickets to uh, for Sunday, June 3rd. With the special guest? With the special guest. All right. Yeah. We'll be talking about it Will soon. Will you tell us before? You know what? Why don't I just tell you now? Oh, my God. What? Should I just tell you dun, now? Dun, 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 dun. Breaking news. Travis McElroy from the Adventure Zone <gasps> podcast. Up. We'll be playing his character Magnus in costume with the Dice Camera Action I Crew. I love him. Yeah. It's going to be great. No way. Yeah. Oh, also, that is awesome. Uh, Clint McElroy will also be joining the uh, first session on Sunday. That's right. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. He plays Merle in uh, The Adventure Zone. I don't think he'll be in costume, but he will be playing Merle, I think. Uh, and he will be playing alongside uh, uh, Sam Regal from Critical Role, Ashley Johnson from Critical Role, as well as Dallas and Jaffe from Critical Role, mm. and Matthew Lillard, all Dungeon Mastered by Mark Humes. So two amazing star-studded things uh, that you can buy tickets to on Sunday, That's June 3rd. That's very cool. Uh, again, that URL is dnd.wizards.com slash S-O-M-E. That's really good. That's really Did good. Did you just talk what over the URL get. again? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs to know that. Nobody needs to know. Just Google it. I Nobody did it again. Sorry. Nobody needs to what? know. If you don't sell tickets, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get real housewives. <laughs> <laughs> You're prepping. You're prepping for it. I love it. Uh, I think I've talked enough. Just say the URL again. I'm it sorry. is dnd.wizards.com slash S-O-M-E. You ready? Yes. I'm going to drop some lore bombs on you with this Lore You Should Know segment about Janassi. Bing, bong, bing, bong. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another Lore You Should Know segment. I'm Greg Tito, and I am joined by the amazing Mr. Chris Perkins. Thank you. And Matt Cernet. Hi. And today on this segment, where we delve into little bits of Dungeons & Dragons lore, uh, for your information, we are going to talk about Janassi and where that race comes from. You pronounced it correctly. I did. Okay. Yes. Phew. What? Wait, so it's it's derived from genie? Yep. Is Gen- that correct? That's correct. Genasi, not Janassi. 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 <laughs> Janassi. Ah, Janassi. Got it. Uh, yeah, so these are, uh, they're imbued with uh, elemental powers? They are humanoids of elemental bent. 
Does that mean that there was a, 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 an elemental entity in their ancestry who uh, uh, laid down with a human? Or so there are there are four kinds of genies. There's air, earth, fire, and water genies, and their their names are genie, D J I N N I, Ifrit, Marid, and Dao, and uh, each of them is a manifestation of the elements, and genie blood or essence or spirit or whatever you call it suffuses the four aspects of the Janasi race, which are similar in that they're sort of divided into fire, air, earth, and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in I think in um, they appeared first in Planescape, I believe. That would be right. Uh, and so that was in second edition when we had uh, Tieflings and Asmar show up as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just like, oh, there's more planar races. There are the more people who have you know ancestry or, or somehow bloodline right. related right. to these yes. elemental beings. Yes. When you break down the, the, the barrier so. between between planes, all of a sudden there's going to be some intermingling. Yeah, yeah. You and the tendency back in second edition was to have mortal races that could be identified with all the different planes, um, <coughs> or most of them. I don't think there was never a mortal race tied to the plane of vacuum. <laughs> that race just sucks. <laughs> but I'm fine. But uh, when it came around to attach races to the, uh, the elemental planes, the Genasi were the fruits of that um, creative effort. I see. And they all have individual powers based on their, their element to a certain extent. They have a certain commonality in that they're all kind of humanoid, um, but then they manifest p- their powers elementalness in a in a, one of the four ways yeah i mean art sort of art style like what they look like has varied from edition to edition yes. um so I, I think at this point you look like whatever you want and, yeah. <laughs> and you call yourself an ajasi that's yeah. fine they've they never had a consistent look even when they were first created mm. you could have as a fire genasi you might have smoldering black eyes hair like flames or hair that's just orange but then your skin is sort of burnt and charred looking um, you know, as an earth genasi, you could be kind of big, hulking, almost thing-like. Mm. Um, or you could just be sort of a brown, dusky-skinned, good-looking person with a hint of earthiness to you. Like you might smell like brimstone or you not brimstone. You cast off pig pen. Yeah, exactly. You have dust behind you. You have little dust particles falling in your wake <laughs> or whatever. It was pretty much left to the imagination. And tiefling was concepted, and even Asmar were concepted similarly. There was a broad range of what they looked like no singular codified look. But then with fourth edition, there was a determined effort to try to canonize the look of the Genasi, which I think met with limited success. Yeah. They had these sort of almost like ley line, glowing lines through their flesh. Mm. Um, and I that was sort of a common feature for all of them. And then they would manifest things and like crystals wa- wavy hair. too. Right? Crystals, yes. Yeah. Crystal, yeah. crystal hair is like. Crystal hair. So, I, I mean, one of the things about the sort of the weird uh, tail wagging the dog kind of things about fourth edition was that uh, there was so much emphasis on miniatures and how the game was played with miniatures tactically um, that the miniatures product kind of drove a lot of decisions for uh, what we put in the game. So Genasi have this unique look because we want to be able to say when you look at a figure on the table, that's a Genasi. You know? Got it. And so when it's only an inch and a half tall or whatever, um, you, you, know, have to make you have to make it 
pop. Yeah. Uh, you know, same same thing with some of the weird races that crept in the fourth edition. You know, they were often you know an attempt to make something that was really unique visually, so yeah. that we could have unique you know things on the table for people to play with. Hello, Hello. shard mind. Hello, wildling. That yeah, was the, shard mind was a thing that popped in my mind. Yeah, my shard mind when yeah. I said that. So uh, in the Forgotten Realms, Genasi have culture. Um, many of them live in Kalimshan. Yes. So there's um, – with 4th edition, uh, the Genasi went from being sort of an also-ran kind of race in the world where, um, you know, they were extant because they were existed in 2nd edition and 3rd edition. But, but we didn't really know much about them or why they were there or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's two places where the story really popped up. One is in Akinal. Akinal is sort of a nation that was founded by Genasi transferred from a beer um, – not the drink, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Toro and a beer. Yeah, the, the, planets, the mirror so. world of Toro. Right. Um, and so they set up shop there uh, and uh, became sort of a, a you know pretty major power on that sort of inner sea area. Mm-hmm. And the other was uh, the um, genies that were involved in Kalimshan's kind of founding. Um, the God, what are their names? They're Memnon and Kelim. Oh, yes. Right? yes. And um, sort of they had a bit of a comeback and brought with them elemental servitors, uh, other genies and genasi. And basically um, they enslaved a lot of the people of Kalim Shan and mm. became quite a, sort of the ruling class of Kalim Shan for a while. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the – through the course of – the Sundering and a planned comic that didn't happen. <laughs> there um, was a storyline where essentially um, the – I believe the story uh, – I could be wrong because it, like I said, the comic didn't happen. But the idea was the chosen of Ilmater, uh, who is the god of suffering, oh. um, basically works to free the people of Kalimshan from rule of the genies. And that's sort of an assumed end result in Sorko's Adventures Guide and our later project products because that comic was supposed to happen, but it didn't. It just, you know. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And then is it also true that uh, you to be to be a Genasi, you don't necessarily have to have Genasi parents? Is that true? Or can you, or do you need to have some of that well, passed down? We sort of think of them now as as independent um, species, races, whatever you yeah. want to call it, just like dwarves and elves and stuff like that. Um, there's still the idea that, like, you could have a bloodline of X, Y, and Z, and then it can sort of erupt. Um, but I, th- I mean, I think both ideas are kind of present at the same time to a degree. But uh, you know, we let's see, w- what product do they appear in at this point? Was it Princess of the Apocalypse? Yes. Or they- yeah, they appeared. We we did them up as player character races in the online expansion for the Elemental Evil storyline. Right. Um, so that's when you could play them as PCs for the first time. Yeah, and I believe, yeah, okay, cool. And then I think a lot of people loved that, Yeah. Uh, 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 those options, mm-hmm. because you were able to create these characters that had these you know, connections to, to uh, uh, you know, fire, obviously having a fire sorcerer be a fire genasi just makes right. a lot of sense. Yes, and you, you have a, something, a very visually distinctive race from anything else in the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so in some ways, that, that goal of, of fourth edition of having the miniature be something striking, I think, yeah. kind of held true a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are freakish, but they can pretty much show up in any place in the Sword Coast and not be completely, you know, people won't just look at them aghast and say, what the heck is that? It's a monster. Kill it. 
Um, most people kind of kind of know what a genasi is, or have seen one, or have heard of them. Yeah, at some point, it's not like a like a drow. You're still, up. you're still, it's still like the circus coming to town. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, there's fourth edition um, put genasi into various places as um, just sort of normal people. Yeah, so embedded race. Yeah, yeah. like Neverwinter, I think, has um, a shipping company run by a Genasi, and so, you know, yeah. um, uh, in a number of different places, they're, they're there just Genasi sort of, who live and work in Waterdeep. Yeah. So They're just sort of accepted people. Yeah. Interesting. Great. And then uh, uh, any um, ideas or, or ways to use them in your stories, just as, as people, as, as interesting characters? Um. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lots of ideas. How much time you got? I'm fishing. I'm fishing for uh, for an ending point here. Uh, I th- I think that the like a water genasi. The um the, the st- if you're playing the Forgotten Realms, the story of of like uh you know someone who's comes from a family that's been displaced and knew this other world is kind of interesting. Mm. Uh, I also think the idea of you know your you you're part of uh, a dynasty of genies and stuff like that that got run out of Kalimshan and like how do you feel about that <laughs> you know you you were a conquering people who enslaved people but now you're you're run off yeah um so you know what is what is your place in the world now and that kind of a thing is is an interesting story um but i mean the characters themselves just by uh virtue of of what they are like and and um the the powers that they have i think just there's a wealth of interesting story opportunities there. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, if people want to do any follow-up questions on the Genasi, how can they get in touch with you? I'm on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. I'm on Twitter at, at Cernet, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. Awesome. Thank you guys so much, and we'll be back uh, next week with some more segments of fun. Do you feel like you know everything you need to know about Genasi? Nope. All right. Well, you need to go back <laughs> and listen to that Lori Should Know segment. Nope. Need a little more information. All please. right. Well, did you know that they are uh, descended from genies? That's all I'm going to say. You have to listen to the whole Lori Should Know segment to really get more about it. But I think it's time for us to talk to our guest. Uh, here is our interview yes, with Christina Ariel. Yes. Tigner. Let's do it. Done. We have Christina. That's real life. You like me. That's so crazy. And I love that there's like, yay, above your head right now. It is. <laughs> so you guys exciting. are getting all like full me today. Sorry. Good. I love it. I love it. So Christina Ariel Tigner, I'm saying that for the first time out loud. Is that right? Christina Ariel Tigner. That is, I, I just got married. Um, it'll be a year on next Tuesday. Congratulations. Congratulations. You made Yay. it to a year yep. almost. That's we did, man. It's great. I like that dude. That's why I married him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You did the right. You did the right thing, then. Yep. Yep. So you so you took uh, you you combined names and and the last names. Is that what that is? No, his last name was Tigner. Mine was I was Christina Ariel Glenn for about thirty one years, and then I was Christina Ariel Tigner. But I love my middle name so much that I was not gonna. I I was not giving it up. Like nice. I was Tina Turner about my middle name. It's like you're not getting my name. that's 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 just who i am chris like i love to because when i was like five i was like okay so little mermaid came out in 1989 i was born in 1986 but i went to school and told everyone that i was named after a little mermaid and i got like a year's worth of people to believe that my name was ariel and i was named after a mermaid in a movie that came out after i was born (laughs) 
storytelling. That makes See? perfect. As long as you say it enough times, you know, people believe it. It's, it's, it's all in your delivery. I believe it. It's true. I totally believe it. I'm Although a- I can't believe Little Mermaid came out in 1989. Oh my gosh. It did. That is a long time ago now that you think about it. Yeah. It's the image that they used to draw Ariel. What? I didn't know that. Sam? Just like Tom Cruise was Aladdin, Alyssa Milano was the body for... Tom Cruise was Aladdin? <laughs> Tom Cruise was the body My mind is for Aladdin. What? No. I did not know that either. Wait, is Aladdin... Is he a shorter gentleman? He is a shorter gentleman, right? He what? was just one jump ahead of the bread line, and then it was one swing ahead of the sword. So, you know, you just got to do what you can do. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't know Alyssa Milano. Well, it's similar to your story, though, of like telling people that. Like, I met a whole bunch of people when I went to high school... And they, I just, uh, 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 inst- there was people who knew me from my old thing over there. And we met like 40 new kids. And all those new kids, I introduced myself as Bob Jinglehopper. <laughs> and they totally bought it. I just kept, I was like, yeah, my name's Bob How Jinglehopper. How is that not your nickname? I, well, it was. It's actually, it's my nickname on like most of my uh, uh, online stuff uh, was from that because it was, that was just like my, my pseudonym. And people still to this day will refer to me as Bob, mostly as a joke because they know it's not my real name, but they will still call me Bob sometimes. What? But it works with John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith if you ever wanted to like apply it to music. Like it's pretty much perfect. Yeah. It really that was good. Yeah. That was that was the inspiration there. I told was um, it really? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I told I this guy that I his name was Christopher that I was magic. Like just you were See, magical? like even then even like at like at third grade I wanted to be a sorceress. And I'm like, I'm magic. And he said, Oh, okay, cool. And then he I granted a wish I guess I told him he could have a dog or something and he came to me the next day and he goes guess what when I woke up there was a puppy in my bed and I was like oh I know and then I walked home like holy shit I'm magic (laughs) (laughs) I'm seriously really a magic (laughs) but what perfect timing that that, that he he got a puppy I still to this day think like were we both liars I think she did or was I seriously magic like it's one of the two Maybe he, was, he was either lying or I made it happen. What do you think, Christina? Um, one, I think she did it because I knew she could do anything. Anyone that watches Real Housewives knows their true power. I can't they believe. Don't care. They I'm, don't care and they care enough about being who they are to be like, this is who I am. And I do magics and I make puppies appear in bed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, I'm going to flip this table. And I'm going to call right? you a hoo-wa. Please don't. Don't talk in um, fifth grade, I changed my name to Esmeralda, so my parents get this phone call. They're like, oh, we need to talk to you about your daughter, Essie. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, your daughter, Essie. She's like, who is Essie? And they're like, your daughter, Esmeralda Glenn. We need to talk to you because, um, yeah, we're going on a field trip, and she didn't return her form. My mom is like, why do these people think your name? And I was like, oh, because you got married, and you know how like you legally changed your name when you get married. So I told the teacher that I legally changed my name when my mom got married because obviously you can do that, Of right? course. And I love that you not only changed your name, but you also gave yourself a nickname of your new fake name. It was Maralda. on all the forms at my school. Wow. I'm not kidding. That is good. I'm to the extra level. Yeah. Well, you were invested in your character. So, yeah, speaking of, so, Christina, you only started playing Dungeons & Dragons a little while ago. Is that right? But it feels like you were meant to be playing Dungeons & Dragons. Right. You were playing it all along. I know. Actually, last night I handed my husband a D20 and said, roll for seduction. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real story, actually. um, He rolled a one, didn't he? He rolled a four. (laughs) Uh, So we, um, no, I literally, I was... 
I wanted to play when I was younger, but um, there's a whole lot of things that come with being a black nerd. And one of those things include people saying, you can't play Dungeons and Dragons. It's not for you. And also the Christian angle of it, because mm -hmm. we were in Columbus, Georgia, in the deep south. No one's going to let you play a game where you invite demons into their house. Right. Like, mm. it's like, oh, yep. you're playing with the demons. And it's like, no, I want to play a game where I create stories and I play within my imagination and create wild new worlds. Demons. Right. Like, that's all they hear is like demons. So, Same. yeah, I ended up luck, like falling into this. My, my life has been super weird. I moved here from Georgia to L.A. four years ago and everything that's happened has been weird. Um, <laughs> Weird like, in a good year. way, right? Yeah. No, like weird in a good way. Like I literally sat down one night and I was like, I'm really unhappy. And the next day my job went out of business in Georgia. Like I sold cars and I was a bartender. And the next day, like it went out of business. I was able to work this shift that gave me enough money to move across country to LA and do what I needed to do. Met my husband within a month of moving wow. and then like got engaged within a year after my wedding, like everything ramped up. I started, I did with the library bards with Xander, Janere and uh, Bonnie Gordon. I did their Star Trek video at the end of right after my wedding last year. And everything that's happened since has just been since that. And then I met Satine Phoenix, who's a magical unicorn human. Yep. And she's like, I'm going to be your fairy Dungeons and Dragons mother. And I'm like, this is amazing. And here I am. <laughs> so did you, there's so much there. Did you move to LA to pursue acting? No, I actually would tell people, I was like, the only thing that I would ever want to do is do one great sci-fi role that got me onto the convention circuit so I could cosplay forever for free. Nice. But, <laughs> like, I didn't have any intentions to do any of this, like, in my heart of hearts, yes, but not that I would say to anyone and have them say, like, you're crazy for believing this. And But I was, like, all the time believing all this stuff, like, what if this is magic and everything's happening as it's supposed to? And then on January, like, on my birthday, I went to go see Wicked for the first time, and I was really excited about it. My husband, now, then not husband, surprised me with tickets to see Wicked, and I saw Patrick Stewart sitting on the corner of, by, the, by the Pantages. He was filming a show, and I was like, this is a sign! All my signs are Star Trek-related. I got my job at the car lot because I went in full Lieutenant Ahura uniform and no just way. showed it was like I was like hey there was a sign that said now hiring and I was like it's a sign and I was like I'm going to be your number one salesperson and they were like okay weirdo come back in normal clothes and we'll talk uh, <laughs> and were you their number one salesperson I was not the number one but I was the number one female because I was the only female there but you I go ten cars you month. take those wins when you get them Nailed it. Yep. Nailed I just, it. I, the, I, I went over the minimum is like six cars a month and I was selling like 10 to 12 because I'd be in the car on a test drive like, oh, my God, look, there's a little plug in the back. You can do your hair. And I was discovering <laughs> stuff when they were so it was like, don't do it while you're driving because you can die. But I, at least like flat you could die. Like, if you're running late. I would totally buy a car from you. I would too. You're so enthusiastic. It's like, of course, this, you know, used car. This is the car of your dreams. Just. Get it. it is. And always take a look, take your luggage. And if you have kids, like take your luggage and take like if you have car seats, if you have pack and plays, always take that stuff and oh, feel yeah. like bring that stuff that you would travel with and make sure that you have adequate trunk space and then some. Mm. Important Good point. Important tip. When somebody rolls into the car dealership with a pack and play and luggage, you're like, that's a serious buyer. That's my that's my people. That's us. <laughs> and they also listen to Dragon Talk, clearly. That's where they got that tip from. So how did you how did you meet Satine? Um, so Mobius Strip, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him from the interwebs. He, I have um, seen him on the interwebs. He's, he's fantastic. He created the infamous Wonder Woman gif of me that goes from me to my Nubia to Gal Gadot's Diana. So 
we became friends on the internet. And then he was like, I want you to meet Satine. And I went to lunch with her a few like months and months ago. And it was the greatest lunch I've ever had because it was just like, she's such a real human. Like she's such a real person to talk to and so kind and so open. And there's no like pretense. And to we started talking about Dungeons and Dragons and it was something I'd always wanted to do. Like I wanted to play this game so bad but there was always something that was like you can't do this you can't do this Mm. and it's like now i'm 32 i can do whatever i want to i'm grown so like (laughs) i'm gonna play dungeons and dragons and it is like has been a very life-consuming thing for me and you guys have been such a huge part of that like i listened to you on the elliptical for an hour a day like like, we listened to you in the car i was picking up my stepson from school and he's like they talk about sirens of the realms but you are not you're not famous enough to be on Dragon Talk. Oh, oh. surprise, kiddo. Because, but if you do talk to Dragon Talk, and this Luke, when we listen to this in the car, I want you to hear this. He said, can you get me information on the stream of many eyes? And he wants to know everything about it. He's been listening wow. to this like as you guys dole out. The, he's five. And he's only five. <laughs> he loves it. Yes. That's great. You better watch your language. What's now, his name? Him. His name is Luke. He's five years old and he loves, he listens to Dragon Talk with me in the car. Like he loves it and it's great because he just, he takes the information and he's like, it's like a podcast kind of like Story Pirates, but not for kids. Oh, you guys listen to Story Pirates Story too? Story Pirates. Pirates is so good. I love Story Pirates. It's, oh. We listen to it in the, we listen to podcasts in the car and like talk about imagination and stuff. So it's like, yeah. it's really great to have like, like Lori should know is one of the great things in the car for us is like, Oh, like, listen, like you're learning stuff and he learns new stuff to play. He takes it to the playground and plays at school and they like have new monsters each week. So it's cool. Oh, that's so great. Future D and D player right there. I know. Right. Well, hello, yeah. Luke. <laughs> Your stepmom nice. is actually cool enough to be she on Dragon Talk. She is totally famous enough. She totally is. Yeah. And you should always listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's so. I love Story Pirates too. Have you, do you know about Story Pirates? It's basically like they get uh, um, uh, stories from kids. They write them, and they're just <gasps> really ridiculous, imaginative things that they write, and then they create sketches from them. Sometimes they just read the stories, uh, and then they do a song. What? They'd like do a, like a song interpretation of them. It's it's amazing. It's really good. Lee, um, what's the name? Of it? Lee, I forget his last name, but he was the guy that was the page in uh, Thirty Rock. <gasps> Uh, he's Kenneth? One of, yes, Kenneth. He's one yeah, of, uh, yeah. I forget his name. Lee something. But uh, yeah, no. So, oh, no way. Yeah, so he. This is a podcast? It's a podcast, and it comes out every week, and it's great for kids. You should get it for You claim. submit a story? You can. You, uh, my girl, she's seven. She's, she's like, I want to write a story. And so she's been like furiously writing stories to try to submit into Story Pirates. Quinn's um, oh. preschool just did a, a story for all the kids. Like, they went around in a circle and. You got to start the story, and then the next kid did the next sentence, and the next and next. Yeah, it was really cute because all the boys were like, "And then a T Rex came and he killed everyone." And then the girls are like, "Except for the unicorn, she survived, and <laughs> she sprinkled glitter in the air." And another T Rex came and stepped on the unicorn and ate all her glitter, until a fairy jumped out of a flower. And she said, no more T-Rexes ever, except for the one that comes out and farts on her flower. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, well, I can certainly tell, like, who, what the boys part of the story my, and the girls part of the story. As soon as my girls enter that, though, they'll be like, butts, butts, butts. Really? Farts all over that. No, the girls like, were all about magic, fairies, glitter, mm-hmm. and the boys were like, farts, <laughs> Star Wars, T-Rex, killing. <laughs> that was Quinn. 
Well, we got to see. That's why I got to get my girls in there and mix that up a little bit. Yeah. Break the stereotype. Um, so you had wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons for so long, and then you met Satine, and you were like, "All right, let, now let's play." So that was it. That was your first foray into D and D. My for, like my first like actual like finding out that I could play that it was feasible for me to do. Like I of course like I'm I'm in the nerd community hardcore. I'm a cosplayer first of all, um, and like this is my little world. So I got to like I'd see like the surfaces of it, and it's like Critical Role and all these things, and I'd hear about it. So I started like watching it, and it's like oh, I can make up nonsense on a whim and then get. <laughs> Stories. And then it was like, but I was like, but how am I ever going to get into it? I was like, it's not going to work out for me to like, like, uh, who am I going to call and just be like, hey, who wants to play this game with me? And so like Satine calls me like after our meeting and she's like, hey, would you like to play? And she invited me to play with Sirens. And now like I have my character and like it's happening. Like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons and it's awesome. And it's like now my life is like gone down this Dungeons and Dragons spiral of like Dragon Talk and Dragon Delve and reading like and I got like Morden Cadence. I got Morden Cadence yesterday. So nice. I've been like I I really love the disclaimer in it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> That's a funny they're, one. They're it's a good funny. one. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm I was scared. I was like people are gonna be like, oh like who's this weird new person that doesn't like they you don't have this history, but it's like your history has to start somewhere as far as I'm concerned. And so my history just so happens to start with a brilliant DM who's imaginative, a great cast of women that are strong and hilarious and we get to make up stuff. And I don't know if you've watched, my character likes to make up really random nonsense. And I had a death scene that was a lay Miz death scene, but I wasn't dying, I was healing myself, but I decided to be extra. So I did like this whole like eponine, like, don't you fret, sure. <laughs> 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 I was like, I just wanted to die a little, but not really, and just, yeah, it was great. That yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> so the first time you played Dungeons and Dragons was on the live stream, is that true? It is. That's crazy to think about. How did you learn, like, what was your, introduction that did you just I mean well I guess let's how did you create a school of Dungeons and Dragons All right, I like guess I went to the I would like to go to that portrait, like sit down with her like understand like what it is like character building like reading and then just doing independent study of it I'm a very voracious reader so I just found everything that I could I went into D&D Beyond and just went ham on all things Dungeons and Dragons and then you tell us about your your character. How did you create her? What was her what was the inspiration behind your character? Um, I listened to like I went through and I was reading all the character details and I looked for a character that like rem- not necessarily reminded me of me, but it was like the me, like the imagined me, like the heightened me. So of course it was an Asimar cleric bard. And her name is Ariza, and she is a penchant for busting out in random musical numbers out of nowhere. <laughs> so like that's like literally my first episode was we had to come up with a diversionary tactic. So it's like me and Girasol are trying to escape. And then it's like the slavers are up on the stage and we've made our way through this and we're trying to get over to the waterfall. Everyone's freaking out. But we have to make our way through this, but we need to save the slaves. So the slaves have to go the way that they're going. What are we going to do? So we stop and she just starts beating on this drum in the middle. And we're just like, you will all suffer. Eventually, I will have my vengeance. Don't you hear how sweet this sounds? But know that I'm going to kill you. And it turns into this murder song that's like a warning as we walk through. And it's like, I'm threatening you. That And it's like, I didn't even do like Radiant Light until like three episodes. <laughs> like 
I didn't want to do it, but I have these really dope feather like cloak that I wear. So I'm really excited about it nice. because feathers and dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that you can uh, sing. I don't I think know. me or Shelly have either of those. T- either, either of us have that talent. You were just Not like even a little. making up nonsense, as you said, but it's the most beautiful sounding nonsense <laughs> I've ever heard. Thanks. That was I beautiful. like my nonsense has a point. <laughs> Thread- I had a world of my own, it would be all nonsense. Nothing would be as it was because everything would be as it was. Can oh you God. do a Alice rendition of Money Can't Buy You Class by the Countess? Money, Money Can't Buy You Class. When they realize, Money Can't Buy You Class. Money Can't Buy You Class. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, do you want to listen? My kitty's like a python. She's ticking like a time bomb. Limited edition. Got to try it with no try on. Oh. I can. I have a playlist that is nothing but Bravo celebrity songs. Oh my I have party for the party. Don't get me, girl. Oh yeah, that's a classic. That is a classic right there. What about Melissa's song? She only had like one little quick little. Yeah, it's I mean, last. It was such a blip that I don't really like. I don't know that I even remember what it was. But Erica Jane changed the game, though. Like, I mean, Candy Burris, of course, was established. But yes. Erica Jane, as far as, like, I'm going to sing my first song that you really know of here. And then she comes out with, like, how many bleeps do I give? And you're like, girl, yeah. Yep, yep. And those little outfits. Mm-hmm. The latex outfit. Oh, my the God. The, in Germany? Yes. It was such a moment. It really that was. Housewives moment. You missed it, Greg. I missed it. You that missed is a, it. That was a table flip. That was a Judy J. Judice. <laughs> was this was this the New Jersey one? Oh, oh no, this it was Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Erica oh. Jane, Erica Girardi had worn this outfit, and it was like red latex and a black latex skirt, and she's like. And this guy like rides past her when she's serving these looks and like doing the stuff. And she stops and looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall for like the first time in Housewives history in a real way. And she's like, (laughs) (laughs) it was so good. It was amazing. So tell me about the uh, Real Housewives D&D role playing game that you're you're cooking up. Okay, so this. I have to find people who care because everyone. Every time I bring it up, people are like, "No, you got one. You, you got one, one person. One person cares." Uh, Shelly cares, and you can, Shelly. You are my Dorinda. Like, let's make this happen. I am your like, your ride or die you. drunk Dorinda. I don't understand that Dorinda. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. Drunky two shoes. It's kind of drunky two shoes. Dorinda two shoes. Yeah. So how does it work? How does this How does this game work? So hardcore from the first episode. We got Luann with her wig. Like, we've got all this stuff, and we still have Luann to get arrested to look forward to. Like, that's I know. the season. And do you know, like, they go on some crazy boat ride, and they all get violently ill and think they're going to die? Yes. Oh, is and that why you don't want to go on boats? No, but it reaffirms it. it totally. I love that you know the gossip behind it, too. Oh, I read it all the time. Yep, yep. My mom, actually, my mom doesn't know how to do that much on, like, the internet, but she has a Pinterest board. That she pins me housewives articles to. And so every now and then I'll get a notice that's like, Judy pinned something on your housewives board. But she doesn't know Pinterest is public. And like people started following her. And she was like, Who are these people that are following my housewives board? I'm like, Mom, you're like a great source of news. So she's like, you know. She's, people are following her. People are following. She's got like six followers on Pinterest. <laughs> Freaked her out. But now she pins for all of us. So that's where I get my best scoop, my mom. 
your mom's going to be my new Tamara Tattles. Like, I'm here for this. Yes, she is. Oh, reality tea? I love all the all the tea, all of it. All I told you, that's why I come to you guys. You guys are the Dungeons and Dragons tea. That's us. That's us. See? So how, did, how would this game work, the, the game you were talking about? Okay, so the game would work. You would bring in each person. Like, you would have someone from each cast. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there would be, like, your, like, your... HBIC, who would be the Lisa Vanderpump. And then you would have, but I would want to do this character who was like a hybrid Lisa Vanderpump, Erica Jane. And she was like, she would do the songs and she's like the diva, but also she's like, don't mess with me. I'm not here for your nonsense. Like, <laughs> this, so each person would come and you would try to like heighten the drama. So it would be like, instead of rolling for like dexterity or strength, you would roll for drama and All it right. would see like how dramatic the interaction would be. So it'd be like, okay, so the housewives come together and they're sitting and we're doing the meal. And you know how there's, oh yeah, the, everyone's around the table. It's all of the cast and they're there. But I think it would be really great if you took people from like each, like each RPG show and stuff like that. And you would pull them in and they would represent each city. Mm. And it would be like the real housewife of Critical Role, the real housewife <laughs> of Inkwell Society. And like, you would bring them all in. Yeah. Like they would have this sit down and it'd be like, so. What's good? <laughs> the whole thing is just them being like, really? Really? And so by like the third really, that's when people start to roll because we got to see what's going to happen. What's the problem? Are they fighting over the fact you make up the drama? You make up, was it someone talked to someone's husband or someone saw that someone's husband was in the tabloids and someone called the post Mm-hmm. And told the post what was happening in their relationship. So you just like keep heightening. You the don't drama. talk to the post, Tito. I don't know what the post is. You don't talk to the, the post. New York Post. Like they call oh, in, draw, post. call on each other to the tabloids and just, like leak stories. Yeah. Oh my you god. Yeah. If if your D and D character uh, did that, that'd be really mean too. Yeah, it's probably the drama. Probably is something that happened anywhere from the day before to three years ago. That yeah. has to be brought up again. Right. Yeah. But it works if you have the characters like it, like with Sirens, if we did like a one off where it was like the real housewives of Evron or whatever. And it's like all it would be about was the confessionals. Yeah. Like I would want to see the confessionals. And it's like, oh. I think we're bonding. And I think we've got to this point. So you like ghosts who's thinking that you're bonding and then you splash and arise. It's like we're not bonding. Like, that would like, be a, actually a really good addition to kind of streaming in general, though, is like having those one-on-one character moments. You need the, the diary. The run. confessional moments. because yeah. I mean, it's really great when everyone is in, a, in the table and kind of, you know, storytelling together. But I like having those like one-on-one type of, uh, you know, like a series of those that then we could cut up or whatever and put together with uh, the actual live play of, of the story that's happening. I think that would be really be fun. Cool. I think that would be. Especially if you have like sub like subplots for your character yeah. that you've worked on in your head and they've been like sitting there and stealing, but you can't really portray that when you're trying to like you've got to wait. They're waiting for the DM to tell the story. You're moving everything along. Yeah. But then you pull out, you cut away at the end, and it's like all these like confessionals of how they were really feeling in that moment and how oh they really God. felt about that weird gnome guy. Oh yeah, you could actually do them all at the end, right? You could actually just all right. So you play your normal session, and then at the end, you just go through and uh, have you know, and they won't be long. And they're talking like you know, two three minutes long of like. What did you think about what happened in that episode? Or, you know, do you want to throw shade on this person or that person for what they did? you got to be like a real producer, though. This is like your moment because you have to ask the real leading questions to get the answer that you want. It's true. You're right. The character of of, of who's asking those questions. Every time I see a confessional, I always try to think, like, what did the producer really ask? Because that's that's 
that's the interesting part. Yeah. Like, I like, always imagine the that they ask like, really awful questions like, so, you know, which one of your cast members do you hate the most and why? Or they just be like, wow, like, Erica really seemed super sensitive about being told that she has pretend See, amnesia. Do you think she really does have amnesia? We need you. We need you to do that ever role. Tell me I have amnesia. Oh my well, god, do you watch you have to repeat it? You have to repeat the question first. Yes. They make you repeat the question so oh, yep, they really do. are saying like do the I think she has pretend yeah. amnesia? Yeah, maybe a little. Do you watch the Real Housewives of Dallas? Oh, I'm not a Dallas, but do you watch Potomac? Oh, my God. I love them. They were like a surprise hit for me. What? You watched last night? I didn't. I'm a little behind my my housewives. I didn't see last night. The Grand Dame kicked them out of her party. Like, she called security and had them kicked out of her party. Oh, man, this is going to be good. She also ha- held a press release and invited them all to come. She didn't like feed them. She like didn't feed conference? them. Like, that was in a restaurant, but she gave them no food and only, <laughs> like, a little, like, pitcher of water and a couple of glasses and just had, like, a, a press. When, when do the goblins attack? Uh, they, they do. They attack at least seven <laughs> times an episode. It there's actually someone that comes and sprinkles dust that makes them fight. Like there's yes, a it's like on a dime. And it heightens your anger and it heightens your feelings and emotions and it feeds on it and sits over in the corner and just watches them like good, good, good. And they get mm-hmm. angrier and angrier and sit in this corner and you just watch like, why are these women randomly fighting out of nowhere? And you realize they're possessed. Yes, they are. And all the people in the back of the restaurant that are just like customers, they just sit there and just eat and don't look up and don't don't worry about the table full of screaming women in front of you. They're all but, but wine the, glasses. They're all throwing. doppelgangers of each other too. Like, what if the people that you thought was the bad people were actually uh, uh, people who are playing as the part of that person? See, there's lots of plot holes and plot not plot holes, but plot things that you can string oh, along to make this use this in your D and D game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Trying to bring it back to D and D somehow, guys. No, oh no, I'm sorry. Seriously, we could do. We, I'm saying, we could do that, or we could have like a D and D game that was like a soap opera, but everything is super soapy. So everyone yes. comes in and it's like roll dexterity. <laughs> 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 you put a healing potion in a champagne glass. Everybody knows it goes in a wine glass. How dare you smash! <laughs> That was my magic wine glass <laughs> from my mother. You don't know goblets in this town. <laughs> you can make it work. You, I, I, we can, like Tim Gunn, we can make it work. You can totally make it work. Yeah. I and think everybody needs to have like a trigger word and the other, um, and the producer's job is to kind of get the other players to say, to those say that trigger word so, yeah. that, so that you have your freak out. Like Erica, like when she, when she loses her temper <laughs> okay. and she's like, all of a sudden, she'll just be like talking and super cool, and she'll go, "What did you say to me? <laughs> Do not ever talk about my son." When did like, she get possessed what? by? Asmodeus? That's what I mean. It just it happens in Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you. That's what happens when you roll disadvantage. Like all of a sudden, it's like your dice hits the floor, and it's like disadvantage. What do you mean? I got disadvantage. <laughs> no, I didn't. You're disadvantage. Your mom is disadvantage. <laughs> she gets crazy. And poor Teddy was like, "Okay, I I didn't know." Okay. Who's who's Teddy? Teddy's another housewife. John, John Cougar Mellencamp's John Cougar daughter. Wait, what? She was way too nice for them. John Cougar Mellencamp's daughter, and she's like a housewife. There's so many but layers. She was like too so, like, nice. The old Tom Sandoval. 
Oh my god. So was he the like the body him. double for Tom Cruise? Wait, what? I'm confused. Aladdin. <laughs> Come on. So, so Dungeons and Dragons is a really great. I'm game. actually. I think I'm actually going to listen to this episode of Dragon Talk. You should. This is, you could should. be it's my first stuff. ever episode. I feel like we need to tell your 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 stepson about what's happening with the stream of many eyes before right. we lose that thread. Oh, so yeah, I'm really excited about you know more than I do. Like you can't tell you hear how much I talk and nobody telling me nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited though. Like I'm literally like I listen to you guys like just waiting for like any kind of like spill of knowledge. He's I went not and I met with uh, Rudy Blutenberg this morning. Yeah. And I'm just like, so what do you know? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> that man's a vault. He is a vault. <laughs> he is a vault. Keeping it. That's keeping good. it locked good to up. Know. But we're we're yeah. telling more and more people now it's gonna be awesome. You are gonna be performing uh uh on Saturday, June second, uh to start off, right, with Satine as uh and the Sirens of the Realms. You guys are gonna uh kick off hey. the Saturday Do stuff. You know this? Playing you know Dungeons this? and Dragons. You're gonna be there. It's gonna be no, awesome. I know, but I know we're playing Saturday, so I do know that. Yeah. Um and, and uh we're gonna be uh you guys are gonna be actually singing, I think, at least a little bit. Uh, during the stream awesome. of, of Many Eyes, which is going to be awesome having uh, Jason Charles Miller play. I keep on doing this because, so you know, it's a guitar. It's uh, us with the Fairly Well. Yes, exactly. Uh, singing some of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy because there will be a set. I was just going to say, wait till you see the set. Oh, oh my God. I saw the pictures and I flipped out. It's, I'm so, ex- like, I'm literally so excited. It's not even funny. Like, when I saw the pictures, Satine, like, posted it and I was like, oh, my it's like it's like you imagine like playing pretend when you're little and then like all the stuff that you imagine like yeah. showed up like we're literally playing pretend and then all of a sudden it's like boom like all this stuff is real exactly that's that's what we are trying to get across right that like you know we, we so much of Dungeons and Dragons is about the theater of the mind and imagining stuff and, and Sirens of the Realms blends that by having so much costumes and 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 live performance and and the art of it uh, we're gonna take that to the next level with sets Real life uh, non-player characters interacting with the player characters. Uh, tons of cosplayers, uh, sword fighting, uh, people, blacksmiths. What? There will be all type of uh, extravaganza Blacksmith? type stuff going on. Yeah, I didn't hear this. Not part. plural, just maybe one. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be what? great. People uh, in in costume being their characters what? and embodying uh, the whole the whole sets. It's Are gonna you gonna be wear really a costume? Amazing. I will be wearing a producer costume. It may look look like, like exactly what you're wearing. Yes, exactly. Are you gonna have like a headphone like this? I really like, do hope I have a headset. I want to have a headset so that I can. It's the talk best to way like to get out of a conversation you don't want. I, I'm sorry. Hey, I gotta uh, go. I gotta, I gotta go. go. Sorry. Yep. You wear like black contact lenses, like blackout lenses, Ooh. and then just go and you're like a flesh suit. <gasps> That's a great idea. And wear yourself as a suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. And then, when, like, My if I get hot, suit. it'll be outside. <laughs> was that a Men in Black uh, reference? Oh, it would be cooler if it was. Like Edgar suit. Yeah. Don't you remember that Vincent D'Onofrio plays the guy who gets like possessed, oh. and he's like the bug that's in in the Vincent D'Onofrio. Nope. Yeah. No. But then his wife says the same thing. It's was like, he it's on like the someone was wife? wearing an Edgar, a, a suit like of Edgar, an Edgar suit. You remember oh. that? You like did the you did the accent and everything. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I will be wearing a Greg Tito suit. That's the, that's and we the have goal. a new episode tomorrow, by the way. A new episode uh, of Sirens? Yes. Satine is out of town because tomorrow is her birthday. So happy birthday to our unicorn princess, Angel Baby. Happy I love you. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a space pirate crossed with an angel. 
Yeah. She is, but like with perfect winged liner. Oh my God, the <laughs> liner, seriously. Like and I, perfect I hair, ombre hair. I mean, like, dude, it's like, I was like, I want to just do like a ballad of Satine. And that's going to be like my next great thing. I'm like, I would learn to play a lute for you. Like, that's yeah. how much wow. I would do. That's actually a good line for the song. I would learn to, to play, play the lute, lute for you. you. Not right now, because this is really the bad. The ballad of Satine. <laughs> <laughs> so if Satine were a real housewife, because they all like schlep a product, hers would be eyeliner. Eyeliner. She would have like a makeup line. Funny thing you should say that because I think she's coming up with a makeup line. Well, there you go. Seriously? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I hope I'm not uh, spoiling that, but I think she is. Oh my God, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Make me over. Can I, I'm just going to bring it to like bring it to the set and be like, can you? I don't know how to do Work it. Work your magic. I can't wait for her to be in the office again because I am going to corner her. It's true. I'm going to follow her to the bathroom. People thought you were magical, but I think Satine actually is magical. Oh, well, one guy, Chris. Shade, Greg. Shade. In third grade, one guy. You were you were magical in third grade. Yeah. And you're still magical now. That power is still in you. Well, <laughs> when we play D and D. It's right. When you're a sorceress. Yep. Awesome. You're like the Highlander, though. You can take out Greg. It's okay. It's okay. She's tried a few times. We will, we will host our own podcast. There can be only one dragon talk. Yeah. The dragon talks no more. I love that you use the remote as a, uh, as, a, as, a as a prop. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about. Actually, you should see the prop. My husband made my um, my weapon for um, the stream of many eyes. So I'm really oh, nice. excited. Oh, no way. Like, painted it and like went and like put all the pieces together. And it's I would like jump over my couch and run and get it for you right now and show you. But I'll just show you when we get to the thingamahoosit. That makes sense. It'll keep, save it for the Instagram. I love that he made that for you. I love. He's so dope. Like I dig him. And we're gonna go. We're running off to Vegas for our anniversary right before the stream of Many Eyes. Cool. So we're this weekend. We're running off to get married by Elvis. So we're gonna elope for our anniversary because it's the paper anniversary. Is the first year when oh, so we're gonna yep. go see Elvis. That is That's super a great cool. idea. And then you'll be there for uh, stream of uh, Many Eyes starts on June first. 4 p.m. Pacific time. That's where we will get to see all of the sets and everything that we've been making. Uh, all the costumes, the extravaganza will all begin then. A few live performances that night with some uh, interviews with uh, the D&D team. And then you guys kick it off on June 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You guys are starting it off. What a way to kick 10 it is off. early, I know, but it's going to be... I live in Hollywood, and I'd like, from what I... from. From word on the street, I won't have to travel too, too far. So hopefully that's true. It is true. It's not too far. It's uh, it's right in that Hollywood area. Word. You should bring yeah. Luke to come check out the you sets. Uh, I want to. I didn't know if I like would be allowed to, but he's really excited. He's like, do I get to go to the stream? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I don't know uh, I'll take like, see if I can bring him Sunday. He'll be like over the moon about it. That'll be fun. Yep. That'll be fun. <clears throat> I think we're doing it to get the, the look in his eyes. That we want, I want to see it. I yes, want to be like this that. Is, this is the moment when he uh, he gets the D&D love. <laughs> I know that. 20 years from now. Fantastic. You, you heard it. Yeah. I want to show you the world. Oh. No, do you know what Aladdin? I flipped out when I was listening to that episode when you started singing like songs from Jesus Christ Superstar? Yes. Like That was when I became a stone like into it because I was like Does, is he singing so- what 
My mind is clear Greg now. Greg is a super musical theater nerd. I'm not, really? I'm just a Jesus Christ superstar nerd more no, than anything else. Make, I mean, I know a lot of other musicals, but I that is the one that I uh, will always uh, I have d- uh, deep in my heart. That live performance, wasn't it amazing? I cried. Like, I, I did. bawled actual tears. It was a um, John Legend was, fa- Sir, oh my gosh, Sarah Bareilles could sing my life. So good. Oh, it was so great. I was and on like, full on, t- like, just tears of joy of how good it was and how well it put together. You cry at the... It was beautiful, though. It was. like I'm like that about Hamilton also, though. Mm -hmm, So I like... Like, I met Phil Lamar for the first time and I had changed. So at LACC, I was Alexander Hamilton during the day and then I changed into Wonder Woman. So I met him dressed as Wonder Woman, but did we did Alexander Hamilton. Like, we did a cabinet battle in the middle of the aisle at LACC. It was fantastic. That's so good. Hashtag goals. <laughs> yeah. Like, You've Phil had a- Lamar is like doing Hamilton with you and he's like, he's, he's amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> Plus you got to meet uh, 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 Donald Glover on the, on the red carpet for Solo, right? Well, oh, no way. I got to meet both Landos. I got to take a picture with Billy D. Williams, who I'd met before. And Donald Glover, who I hadn't met before also. It was weird. <laughs> we were like, they pretty much were both like, oh, hey. And I'm like, you don't remember me. It happened to me at the Avengers thing. Chris Pratt was like, oh, how are you? How's Luke? And da 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 What? You remember. We had met at a liquor store on Christmas Eve. It was great. What? <laughs> and we had this great conversation about, like, magic. And I was like, oh, because I walked up to him and I was like, listen, I'd be remiss if I didn't walk up to you and say that I'm a huge fan. And I watched Guardians of the Galaxy last night and thought to myself, oh, my God, Chris Pratt would probably be the nicest person in the world to meet. And here you are. And I hugged him. Oh, <laughs> like I went Wait. in for the. Hug. He does seem like he. So you had this. that random encounter, and then how long later after that did you did you see him again? That he remembered everything. At the Avengers premiere, like it was Christmas Eve to the Avengers premiere, and then Donald Glover. I'd met a couple like about a month before. I'd met him at the park where they're like playing with the kids and all this kind of stuff. Like it, like it was a random encounter. He was there, and then I met him on the red carpet for Solo, and he remembered. And I'm just like, I think I'm very forgettable. So yeah. every time. But if he remembers me, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That is really cool. That he asked questions too. And he was like, and oh, he yeah, remembered no, Luke. Maybe, you don't, maybe it's Luke. Luke's got like a lot of charisma. Book bag. So I had told him about like how he has this little. He's like got a little. Oh, okay, that's he's a super fanboy, and he like he's come up. We've been together since he was two. Like I love him. Even his mom. Like I'll call her and be like, hey, can I talk to Luke about this little like? <laughs> thing? That's and awesome. like. I, I work really hard at like all those relationships and I love him so much. And I love that he loves this and he gets into it. And like, he wants to read the monster manual. He oh. wants to like hear these stories and sit and it's like, we're learning it together. It's a new phase for me in a, and like for him too. So it's great to have that thing to share and for it to be Dungeons and Dragons. And when I do things, I don't do them half heartedly. Like I live my life to care and be able to care about this is awesome. I love that. Me I too. love that. I'm so excited that you finally got to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and that you are uh, embracing it as much as you can. And uh, it's it's just great. I don't know. I, I I'm getting such a happy, happy vibe. feeling. Yeah, right. I feel like this has been like an hour long whirlwind of uh, so many emotions. Most of them love. <laughs> it's Thanks great. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful. I like thank you, B. Dave Walters, for being. Yeah. I promise I will name my child after you. You have a deal. <laughs> well, is it going to be B Dave? Is that going to be <laughs> B Dave? Dave B? What? What do we got? I mean, I would add like an extra B just to be contrary. Like, oh, B B Dave. B-B I Dave. like that. B, we did a- like B B Dave. <laughs> yeah, like B B Dave. I want to be B Dave. Like B B Dave, but B B Dave. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. 
I like we, that. We edited his show last week, so it was really exciting. And we did a panel at WeedonCon. We did uh, Ask Your Blood Geek Friend. We did uh, things and so I don't know if, it, like, can I say that? But, sure. um, yeah. yeah. And um, I was telling him at the thing, I was like, I'm obsessed with Dragon Talk. I listened to your episode. It was so cool. I love that they love you like I do, too. And he's like, <laughs> He's like, oh, I know the dude. And I was like, yay. And then he's like, you're going to be on Dragon Talk. And I'm like, you guys should have seen my face. Like, I screamed and was jumping up and down in this house. So excited. It was, I did it was perfect timing. It was perfect timing. I even got out of a meeting so I could stay and be <laughs> That's on That's right. You're skipping it right now. Toast. Look at you. I told Nathan it was really, really important. I'm like, but this is a guest I really, really want to talk to. Please, can I skip the meeting? Like, okay. Thank you guys for caring enough to talk to me. I'm like, that's so exciting. We love it. We love it. How can people, I mean, obviously we can watch Sirens. Uh, where where can people find out more about you and uh, all the cosplay you're doing and then get to be super fans for you so they can watch you during the stream of Many Eyes? Yay. Um, so my name is Christine Ariel, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. And you can find me at Christina Ariel on Instagram, at Christina Ariel on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is fun. I like to say <laughs> things about things and stuff and it's great but you can find me there you can find me on sirens of the realms on tuesday also don't be sure to tune or be sure to tune in for inkwell society on wednesdays as well and b dave has his own show coming out on Mazercon as well which is super exciting he's going to actually be dungeon mastering that um yeah but you can find me christina ariel on all the things um i either have an afro or braids it's kind of never usually in between unless i'm storm in which case i have white hair but yeah, um, <laughs> um, look for Angel Wings at the Stream of Many Eyes. Angel. I will be there. I'm really excited to say hi to all the people and the stuff and things. That is awesome. I Yay. can't wait. We're going to give you so many high fives and hugs. Uh, it's going to be great. I'll have to spread one from Shelley to you. Yes. Uh, and you give me all the gossip, uh, and I will make sure to remember it a little bit to tell her. And I'll back. give you gossip, too. All right. Nice. Okay. Well, I will be I'll be your conduit for gossip. Yes, do it. <laughs> it was so great to have you on, Christina. So Thank good. you. Uh, I love your enthusiasm, and uh, I can't wait to uh, meet you at the stream of many eyes. Love Thank you. Thank you so much. You're the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. She is the best. That's and I also so nice. love B. Dave. I love B. Dave as well. So it just makes sense that... The two of them, uh, <laughs> it was just a random together. email exchange this weekend was like, oh, Christina's a big fan. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a big fan of her. And she's going to be at the stream many eyes. It's the perfect confluence of events so to good. get her on. And uh, I, I love it. So She is a great advocate, you can tell. Absolutely. For for, uh, for Housewives as well yes. as for Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like I, feel like I met my person. <laughs> really she, she speaks your language. She totally does. She totally does. And you, th- those were some good, good efforts to stay with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it all home again. Thank but you for, yeah. uh, uh, yes. This could I, be I my wanted, favorite episode. It, it is a good episode because yeah. the uh, level of, uh, as I, I've said a couple times, but the enthusiasm yeah, was there totally. from you, from me. Maybe a little bit from Christina. Oh, at least a little. She probably <laughs> caught it from us. It's true. Yeah, yeah. it's we're, it's hard because we're infectious. We're super conducive uh, to enthusiasm in, for in sure. a good way. Infectious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, that rash isn't really going away, is it? Wait, what are you? Talking about? <laughs> you Do I might want to. I don't. Like, I've been looking at you myself. Might want to put some lotion on. Do that. I have a rash? Oh no. <laughs> I you haven't told them? I haven't told them. Uh, the Stream of Many Eyes is going to be tons of fun. I think you guys will love it. June 1st, 
4 p.m. Pacific time here on twitch.tv slash DND. We'll kick it all off with a tour of the sets as well as a roundtable discussion of what is the adventure to come and then get right into the Dungeons & Dragons live sessions. Uh, June 2nd is going to be crazy off the hook. I think we got seven Dungeons & Dragons sessions happening that day. And then on Sunday... We are selling tickets for you to come in and tour the sets yourself in person in Los Angeles at the studio. You'll get tons of Dungeons & Dragons merchandise, the ability to buy more Dungeons & Dragons merchandise from a lot of our partners, and watch a two-hour live performance of Dungeons & Dragons uh, from some of your favorite streamers, some of the biggest names playing Dungeons & Dragons now. Uh, It's going to be tons of fun, so uh, if you're interested, go to Dungeons & Dragons website, which is at dnd.wizards.com slash s-o-m-e. Uh, you can find out all the information there and purchase tickets. Uh, we can't wait to see everyone. It's going to be a experience you don't want to miss. Uh, Shelly, how can people get in touch with you? How about Twitter at yes. Shelly Moo? Yes. Or Avalon Hill at That's... Avalon Hill number two. Avalon can, Hill two. And they can find out all about uh, the games that you've got coming out. Betrayal Legacy. Yes. Access and Allies and Zombies. <gasps> zombies, too. Zombies. And then maybe another one that we haven't talked about yet. Maybe. That sounds like there is another one that my we haven't babe. talked about that might be coming in. Might be. Maybe. Might yeah. be. Yep. Just cause a name. I'm not like you, just like, oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Not like Greg Tito just breaking news right and left spilling the beans it's true I do I break I break news and wind uh, with the same, <laughs> the same vigor <laughs> it's me when you break news you break wind it's just that exciting <laughs> I feel like that should be our new tagline <laughs> breaking news breaking wind here on the fart channel <laughs> <laughs> this one is for Luke you're the best fan anyone could yep. ever want. Butts and farts. Butts and farts. Uh, so um, everyone should follow me. I'm on Twitter at Greg Tito. Uh, I'm also on the Instagrams at Greg underscore Tito. But if you want to find out everything about what's happening with Dungeons and Dragons, including and do. the stream of many eyes, uh, go to DungeonsandDragons.com uh, or download Dragon Plus onto your mobile phones and get everything you could possibly ever get beamed directly into your eye sockets. Uh, many, many eye sockets. Did you like that beam? I did. That was a really good sound effect. Oh, my eyes. Um, so I think there's only one thing left. Greg? Yes? Watch out. (gasps) Behind you. Ah! I'm dead!